America. We are the greatest nation in the world. A breath of fresh air. Common sense. Very impressive. He's articulate and he knows exactly what we need. Herman Kane. Herman Kane. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Kane. Thank you for joining us because you know we are going to tell you the truth and give you the facts because we want you to be better informed to help make this a better America. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Welcome, Jamie. Hey, Herman, how you doing? we got a really neat scene going on downstairs right uh, now on the floor of the Senate. I, I yeah. can count with my finger. I think there's about 20, 25 or so senators jammed into the well of the Senate right now, doing a little horse trading and a little negotiating to try to figure out where they're going next on the issue of trade. Uh, the president's trade plans still on track after a sort of a cliffhanger vote in the last few minutes. Some wheeling and dealing and arm twisting on the floor, bringing aboard a group of Democrats right at the end and securing more than enough votes to shut off debate and start moving to final action on this deal, which would basically say to the president, okay, you negotiate this trade agreement with this group of Asian nations and the Pacific Rim as well. And then when you bring it back to the Congress, the Congress can't make any amendments to it. They just accept it on an up or down vote. So at this point in time, it would have been a big defeat for the president if they'd been unable to do that. Still some things in flux, judging by the number of senators down there. A rare uh, uh, scene. I think we're also starting to smell some jet fumes, Herman, uh, because I think people would like to get out of Dodge for their Memorial Day break. But we'll see what happens in the hours ahead. Head. Maybe it's the jet fumes that some of them been smoking in the first place. Well, let me tell you, when I was an intern years ago in the Ways and Means Committee, uh, you find when you work up here on the Hill, you not only get constituent mail, but you get mail from, shall we say, people who um, aren't, you know, think that they're black helicopters around every corner. Yeah. Let's put it that way. And there was a guy who used to send us emails, and he claimed that there was gas seeping up from the sewer system of D.C., getting into the buildings of the Congress that was then clouding the judgment of members of Congress and their staff, and that was the main reason for problems on Capitol Hill. Now, here's, here's the thing about this trade deal thing. Uh, they obviously have made a bunch of amendments, which, as you've indicated, has resulted from the horse trading. Some of us now, so we don't know what's in it. Well, no, don't forget, remember, this is only a bill that would allow for the consideration of the trade agreement. The trade agreement that's been negotiated by the U.S. in recent years is another, that's in another room, another, it's not on the floor right now. So this, this bill would just sort of say, okay, you bring that to the floor of the House and Senate, and lawmakers can only give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Uh, there is some talk that there are some negotiations going on related to this uh, as to whether or not the expert import bank would be reauthorized by the Congress. You know, there's a big fight going on on that that we'll have to deal with in the month of June. So we haven't gotten an exact readout on why these Democrats came aboard at the end, but we'll see what happens now again. that This bill is not the trade deal. This, oh. just, this just says you can negotiate a trade deal and then later bring it to the Congress without any amendments to be made to it. You just have to accept it, like as a treaty say. You just accept it, yes or no. An up and down vote. Exactly. And this particular thing has Republicans and Democrats voting for this up and down vote. Well, this it's mainly Republicans. Most uh, There were only a dozen Democrats who voted to shut off debate. It's sort of this odd ups that the Senate has turned upside down on this issue. Uh, the president has very, very few Democratic allies when it comes to this. He argues that this trade deal would be good for America, would create new 
new jobs, new uh, opportunities, both for exports and imports. But for big labor and a lot of Democrats, they don't see it that way at all. They see this as, uh, I was talking with Senator Sherrod Brown yesterday of Ohio, who's become one of the biggest uh, uh, sort of leaders against this deal. And his argument has long been that we keep getting uh, pledges and, and everybody says, you know, hey, vote for this trade deal because it'll mean more jobs. But in the end, he says it doesn't help the manufacturing base. And that's sort of the big argument that, that's at issue here. Big labor looking at this. They don't like it one bit. The business community says it's the way to go. And the odd part of about it is you have the president, in this case, aligned with the business community. Got it. Speaking of debates slash filibuster, how, what kind of impact do you think Rand Paul's filibuster has had? I, I don't know that it had a huge impact. I, I think that uh, what struck me more than anything was he's been telegraphing this for a number of days right. that he was going to yeah. do some kind of extended speech on the floor. What struck me about it was he spoke for about 10 and a half hours. I think I got 15 or 16 emails from his campaign about fundraising and other things off of it. So they clearly, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this, they were clearly trying to orchestrate a little, you know, bump up for him off of this with social media and more. Now, does it have a, a long-term effect. You know, Rand Paul is pretty much the about the one, you know, one of very few Republicans that really wants to, in a sense, get rid of the Patriot Act. Doesn't like it at all. You don't find too many there, but he has certainly staked out a different kind of stance on this. Most of the people speaking with him and in support of him last night were Democrats, not Republicans, as uh, most Republicans are a little to his right on this. So, yeah, it does stake him out some ground. It did get him some PR last night. I'm not sure in the end it's going to have a dramatic impact on the debate, though, over NSA surveillance, which we still have to finish before Congress gets out of town today or tomorrow. And he wasn't talking about the Freedom Act that the House passed, where they do put some restrictions and this sort of thing. No, I don't think he li- He made clear he doesn't like that bill. He, he would like to go even further to, uh, to make changes to the Patriot Act and, in a sense, sort of start over again. Uh, that's why he's staked out such a different piece of territory here from many others. I mean, for example, in the Senate, you have Ted Cruz. He supports this USA Freedom Act that was approved by the House. Marco Rubio does not. Rubio basically wants to leave the, the system as it is and toughen it up somewhat, which is not sort of an idea that's shared by many in both parties. But at this point, it's not clear where who has the 60 votes and where the votes lie on this issue. The Senate still trying to get out of town for their Memorial Day break. Senator McConnell filed some procedural motions on both his two-month extension of the Patriot Act and this USA Freedom Act. If I had to, if I had to guess right now, Herman, we might just kick it down the road for another two months, yeah. but we'll have to see. Yeah, I, that that would make most sense. You can't do this in a hurry when you've well, got that much many different opinions about what ought to be done. Then again, you can, I think some people would look at Senator McConnell and say, look, you should have scheduled this for a debate. We shouldn't be just down to the bitter end here. Uh, but you know, it's, it's a difficult debate to have. I mean, I think legitimately you could open the floor of the Senate and probably have a debate for three or four weeks just on the NSA issue with votes and everything like that. Let me just say, as, a, as an observer up in the peanut gallery here, it might help if they worked more often, you know, they, if they were here <laughs> and they voted on Fridays and things like that. Why are you whispering, Jamie? You know, because I just shake my head at this place. You know, we don't have the time. There's uh, The gentleman will know that uh, we're just running out of time, really. So how many Fridays have we voted on so far this year in the Senate? If you if you held up one finger, you are correct. It's just one so far this year. So 
I'm not as uh, receptive to the idea that we just don't have enough time and we need to kick the can down the road. <laughs> David, this is the first time I've heard such, uh, let me see, uh, what's the right, it's not sarcasm. <laughs> no, nah, it's just, I, I do really feel like for this place, I, I love this, the institutions of the House and Senate, but I also think that they need to be here more often. Work a little longer. It's really not, you know, actually, let me tell you in all seriousness, Herman, yes. when I cut my teeth up here as a younger reporter, this would be um, uh, just starting 29 years ago next month, um, you know, I stayed here a lot of late nights, Yeah. and then the late nights started to go away about 12 years ago or so, Yeah. and we just barely work late anymore. I mean, that used mm. to be, they used to have what they'd call the dinner break, a dinner yeah. window, where you would know there would be no votes between about 6 and 8.30, so everybody could have dinner, and then we'd start voting again about 8.30, 9 o'clock at night, and we'd do that two or three times a week, and you'd have Friday votes, yeah. but we've gotten away from that. Now, interesting that Mike Huckabee is not going to the yeah. Iowa straw poll, and uh, I guess the question that remains unanswered, and that is, are some Iowans going to be offended? Yeah, you do have that. I mean, first off, uh, he, this was done in an op-ed in the Des Moines Register, and what uh, what Huckabee said was, I'm interested in the voters, not in the straw poll, which, okay, I get that, but, you know, for a lot of Iowans, they're going to look at that and say, what do you mean you don't want to come to the straw poll? He gives Jeb Bush a little cover, actually, sort of unintentionally, I think, because Bush has said he, he doesn't want to do that. And, and what struck me about Huckabee's message today was he, he mentioned limited resources. And I just wonder, is he, is he already saying that he's not going to be able to match some of the, you know, the money that's being raised? No, well, whether it's Jeb Bush, but maybe by a Ted Cruz or others? I mean, think about it. 2008, Mike Huckabee in this race had the right of the Republican Party to himself. He was running against John McCain and Mitt Romney. So there were no other conservatives, really, in the race, and he was the guy. Well, this time, there's a lot of other conservatives in the race. Yeah. And, you know, I, it, it raises to me the question of, is there room within this Republican battle for Mike Huckabee? Now, that time, the first weekend in August is when the Iowa straw poll is. It's also the same time that Eric Erickson is going to do his red state gathering down in Atlanta, right after the very first debate, which is uh, the 6th of August in Cleveland. Uh, Huckabee's people have reached out to Eric evidently to see if uh, he can come down there and speak. So while he's not going to be at the straw poll, he will be down in Atlanta. And I recall from the straw poll, my own experience, you can literally stack the deck in your favor. Yeah, they're trying to change it. that. Yeah, now. they're trying to change it because, you know, with all due respect, uh, Michelle Bachman, they, they went all in in terms of tying up all of the golf carts, uh, bussing people in, and then they got to buy them tickets. She won it, but then she didn't move in the polls yeah, at all. Yeah. And so, you know, on the one hand, I can see why Huckabee is saying they're not going to expend a lot of resources in order to do it because it's symbolic, but it doesn't necessarily give you a bump. 
And uh, the other thing we should talk about is the debates, where yesterday yes. uh, both Fox and CNN set out the ground rules for how they're going to select candidates for the first two. The first one in Cleveland will be run by Fox News. They will have ten Republicans up on stage, uh, and it'll be based on your, your standing in national polls and more. But they're also saying that the other candidates, and there could be a number of them, they'll have a little extra time for them as well. So there'll be sort of two events. CNN, which will have the second debate in September at the Reagan Library out in California, they're basically going to have two debates, one for the top tier and one for the others. So it's sort of like an NCAA and an NIT bracket that they're going to have, I guess, more than anything really? else. Yeah, and so they're going to have the top ten, and then they'll have the others. So I don't know what we're looking at, but it almost sounds to me like double debates maybe in the first two. Now, when is the seat? It, for the CNN debate. That is September 16th in at the Reagan Library. The, that's the second debate. The first one is the Fox News debate in Cleveland on August the 6th. But th they're going to do the two on the same day at the Reagan Library? Uh, that's the way that it was wow. uh, said to me. Segment A and Segment B. Wow. Interesting. We'll see how it works. We'll see how it works. Well, thanks a lot, Jamie. See you, Herman. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show. Herman Cain on the radio every day. Herman Cain on demand at HermanCain.com. Click, click on Cain 24-7. Now that's an interesting development, Shana B. A two-tiered debate. Hmm. Got to think about that one. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.